Hello, my name is Adam Eason. Welcome to episode 89 of Hypnosis Weekly. Hello Hypnosis friends and a very warm welcome to Hypnosis Weekly. Happy New Year. Once again in my own highly biased opinion I think I have a New Year jamboree of a show lined up for you today. It's our first show of the New Year. I'm guessing that you'll be listening to this podcast on the treadmill uh, while out on your bike or while eating salad at your desk and making plans for the year ahead. In a short while, I'll be sharing with you this week's interview with my guest, Sarah Wall. Then we'll have this week's Hypnosis in the News Stories, examining the media, where hypnosis is featured, offering up some personal subjective commentary on the way hypnosis is portrayed in the media. I'll also comment on some of the content of those media stories. We'll then return with our professional discussion with my guest, Sarah Wall. This week's topic, uh, we'll be talking about her Fit Mind programs and related topics. Um, Sarah shares plenty of strategy and technique um, and I cannot think of a better way to kickstart the new year than with this particular topic. I will round things off with this week's hypnosis evidence-based factoid before I bid you farewell for another week. As I said at the beginning of every hypnosis weekly episode this podcast is something that I want to encompass a feeling of embracing diversity, celebrating the field of hypnosis and encouraging friendly, professional, enjoyable discussion and debate as well as doing its best to inform and educate. I do not share the same stance as most of our guests and at times have major differences in approach and leaning, but all are incredibly lovely people who I'd happily talk with until late in the pub, and all of whom, following their time here on Hypnosis Weekly, I have a great deal of respect for. If you have questions, queries, thoughts or feedback, please do get in touch via the Hypnosis Weekly website. All the references made in the discussions, along with related links, are posted at each episode on the website www.hypnosis-weekly.com. You can add your thoughts, comments and make any suggestions there too. Please do share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter and anywhere else to help us reach more of the Hypnosis community. It's greatly appreciated. If you enjoy this podcast, then please do give us a favourable rating, even a review at iTunes. I'll be a BFF if you do. It takes a couple of seconds and a couple of clicks just to give us a favourable rating, and it does us a load of good. Um, So it's very much appreciated. So first of all, today then, this week's interview with my guest Sarah Wall. I met Sarah while I was lecturing at an event. Um, We exchanged some contact details, and I invited her onto the show. Um... I was really impressed with the way Sarah communicated herself and her business. And um, I read a bit about her um, um, online. Uh, I looked at her backstory, which I think you're going to find inspiring and very interesting. I was also really impressed with her... Uh, her sharing of her before and after photos of herself. Um, I think that she is a very congruent example of what she teaches. That is, you know, she looks spectacularly well and healthy and continues to maintain that as a great example of who and how she is and the value of the, the approach that she follows and guides others to follow too. These days, I think it's important to walk your talk and Sarah really does that. Um, We're going to be talking about her FitMind program later on in the show, as I've already mentioned. But first, we're going to talk about her, hypnosis, and a bit more besides. So, for now, get comfy, my friends. Turn up the volume. Sip on your tea. Enjoy this week's interview.
So as I've just been discussing, I'm delighted to welcome this week's guest to Hypnosis Weekly, the one and only Sarah Wall. Sarah, welcome to Hypnosis Weekly. Thank you, Adam. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So let's let's learn a little bit about you first of all. Tell us tell us a little bit about about how you got into this field. You know how you've arrived within this field and, and your story. Okay. Well, there was kind of a, a bit of a catalyst that happened in my life that that moved me towards the field of hypnosis, and it goes back about fifteen years. And actually, Adam, it's um, it's a bit like a love story, actually. <laughs> so, about fifteen years ago, I fell in love with a Colombian man, and within six months, he got married. And a year later, I was pregnant. And about two months before I was due to give birth, I actually found out that I was being lied to and he was cheating on me with my best friend. So, yeah, so, you know, I had some amazing friends and family around me, but I did. I I ended up spending a lot of my pregnancy alone, really, and crying Mm. and just wondering, you know, what future lay ahead for me. So this was a really difficult time in my life. And not that long afterwards, one of my closest friends became really depressed and killed himself. And, um, you know, he'd been my rock. He'd really been there for me when I was at my really low moment. So when he died, I really struggled really to come to terms with, um, you know, that life was kind of been kind of cruel. And um, but, you know, so from that point, really, I decided that. I needed to take control, right? I needed to, not just for me, but for my baby, I needed to commit to really, you know, being a creator of what was happening in my life rather than the victim. So at that point in my life, I knew I had to take some action and, uh, you know, I didn't really know what quite to do. So in the beginning, I got really focused into my health and my wellness. And I didn't know at that time, it was only since I've learned about these things, but that the endorphins from being active and eating healthily were really helping to stabilize my hormones and boost my mood, you know, make me feel better about myself. And in 2007, it was that I went a bit further and I became a fully qualified and registered hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. So I did a diploma course in solution-focused psychotherapy with hypnosis, and I left my corporate job and began work as a therapist then and never looked back. Great, great, great. And, and so, so what was that corporate job? What, were you, what was your background? What did you do before all of this? Okay, so my my background was actually, I started off in the field of marketing. So I went to university and studied retail marketing. And my early career was really much focused on consumer psychology. So I'd always been fascinated by people, by human behavior. And um, by kind of starting off looking at how people make buying decisions, you know, which are all essentially emotional decisions, right? We, we buy based on our emotions. The, the psychology of advertising was not dissimilar to hypnosis. It was about pictures, metaphors, how you use language. You know, that's all really hypnotic stuff. So at that time, I didn't know anything about hypnosis. I was just fascinated by learning new things. So I discovered NLP. That was my first, um, that was the first door that opened for me, if you like, into this world. And my corporate company paid for me to go and do this training. And it really piqued my interest. 
in understanding a little bit deeper the you know the neurology um you know our neurology how the brain works i just wanted to know more so um so i guess my corporate career kind of laid the foundations for me to understanding human behavior so that was really useful and then on a personal level um you know apart from the you know the, the catalyst that happened you know my ex-husband walked out i'd been through quite a few personal challenges in my time okay yeah. Um, and, and, and I've always been very solution focused. So I went to see therapists myself. I had counseling and unfortunately, and I, and I think I'm not the only one that, you know, has had these experiences. I actually found it really negative, Adam, mm. um, the whole environment, like even the, the room, like the look of the room and the, the kind of nodding head kind of energy was all really serious and flat and I tried lots of different types of therapy and counseling and really you know none of it really made me feel better and even some of it made me feel worse yeah. so so when I did train when I did become a therapist one of my um, something that was key for me was to make the experience for the client as empowering as possible and even though sometimes we're dealing with really heavy stuff is to make the process enjoyable to make it yeah. fun make it a kind of learning experience a discovery experience and um so that was really key to me so when i did launch my business back in 2007 which was at that time it was called the hypno rooms it was not just about the actual therapy it was about the environment so you know the way that i designed my therapy room where people came and the chair that they sat in cool. um the whole experience for me ha was part of it you know it was all about building their mindset and their expectation of what was going to happen and the positive changes they'd experience in their life yeah yeah oh wow um so let's let's get a little bit of an understanding as to where you where are you at with regards to hypnosis you know um, how do you define it how do you how do you explain hypnosis to your clients or you know when you get cornered at a dinner party and someone asks you about it um, um, um where are you at as far as hypnosis is concerned how did you arrive at the definition or your working model Wow, that that's potentially like a massive question. So I'm going to make it, yeah, it as simple as possible because, <laughs> um, you know, having been doing this stuff for over ten years, I've changed my mind a lot over, you know, over the course of the work yeah. that I'm doing. And so, and, so we should, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in many respects. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, pr I'm proud of that fact. So, um, so, so where I where I kind of started off with it, I was like most people. I had lots of misconceptions about hypnosis before I, you know, before I trained in it. So I really believed it was about suggestibility and weakness. Um, you know, unfortunately, that was my belief. Mm. And being a kind of strong-willed person myself, I believed that I wasn't responsive to hypnosis. And I'd been to some stage shows, um, which had left, quite, you know, again quite a negative experience being in that environment. Yeah. Um, um, and I didn't feel that I was a suggestible person and that nothing like that would kind of work for me. So for me, it was my understanding, getting intrigued with the science of it was a very big part of it for me. And as I discovered hypnosis at that time when I was pregnant and alone and, and about in a very bad place, I actually came into it via hypnobirthing initially. Right. And what really amazed me is when you look at hypnobirthing, Adam, it's like it, the results speak for themselves. Like when you look at birth outcomes, I mean, I don't, I don't work in this area anymore, but at that time, looking at women experiencing no pain, and I mean no pain in childbirth, and mm. having pain reframed as pressure 
or as discomfort and looking at the way that the language that we use around birthing um, and I've had two children right so yeah. <laughs> I don't see that no. I don't say that lightly about women having these experiences. Um, having shorter labors, you know, much, much shorter labor times, less bleeding, faster recovery, less intervention, the science of it, the results really, really intrigued me. So I guess in the beginning, what, what was key for me was being my mindset, sh- my mindset shifted from seeing hypnosis as being led by someone else to wanting to use hypnosis to lead myself, you know, as a tool for myself to do something better. So I, so the fact that I was a really skeptic person in the beginning, I think is, is a great place to come from. And for me, it's just all been about results. So, you know, even in business, whether, you know, whether you're selling something, whether, or whether you're, you know, doing hypnosis and you're a therapist, you just always need to lead with the results right? What's the result that your client wants? Now, the interesting thing is that most people don't really care how you get there. And I found that even with hypnosis, you know, but because of what I do isn't, you know, I'm not directly doing, um, I guess what a lot of people are doing sort of one-to-one therapy um, as much anymore. So because I'm running programs, it's very much about leading with the result. So I think as long as you deal with people's misconceptions about what hypnosis is not, mm-hmm. it's not so important to me to define what it is right right not avoiding your question so i can give you like a brief (laughs) that's Um, what i was just about to say very neat that was beautifully (laughs) sidestepping the question i was was going to say but 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 wonderfully so you know there was no void there was no void you still left me feeling satisfied okay good well you know so if you did you know if you pressed me what is hypnosis um it's a tool it's a tool. Um, it's, it's a tool for a way for you to, you know, to use your mind. Um, I often explain it to my clients as, you know, for hypnosis, for me, my personal experience, it's like a place that I go to in my mind. It's like an energy that allows you to make changes inside very fast and very easily. So it's a way to fast track learning. It's a way to install new behaviors, to try them out, to become more of the person that you were meant to be. Right. So that's what hypnosis does. And it's a tool to do that. Um, So I, you know, I used to be so hung up on the science, Adam. I love and I I love your stuff. I love all the science of it. But I am now um, much happier to leave a little bit of mysticism in sometimes. Yeah. And not the need to explain everything. Right. So. As long sure. as a client understands that they're to be engaged in the process, it's not a passive process, um, and that they, you know, yeah. a lot of it is about focus rather than being tranced out. Yeah. Um, then I can just focus on the result that they want and not on the how we're going to get there. Yeah, nice. That makes me very happy. Um, so tell tell me then, um, um, who are some of your major influences? You know, are, are there certain books and authors that have taught you most, um, or teachers that have been most influential upon you and your career? Um, um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of the Human Givens. Um, so that the book and the the Human Givens Institute, I think yeah, that their approach to again the, the combination of science and wisdom, it really really appeals to me. So what the Human Givens approach has done for me in my career is provide a structure. Um, a good basis there for understanding humans and I think all of the work that I do comes from the basis that when our needs are met we're able to then go on and thrive and and achieve so much more right Mm. so so that's definitely been very very fundamental um 
in my approach in the work I do and it's probably my favorite favorite book Um, recent stuff so you know that was my training started you know 10 more than 10 years ago um but recent stuff that i'm really into people that have impressed me i think there's a lot of um a lots of people doing great stuff like tim box with his control system i don't know if you know tim um so tim you know tim has an amazing technique that he teaches that's very empowering again that really appeals to me when you're putting um you're putting a lot of the control in the hands of your clients so tim's technique is called the control system the control mm. method um so I love that I've worked with Tim we've done workshops together and really really recommend his stuff um, and someone else again that's doing new things that's looks quite recent is Felix Economakis he's doing a lot of work around um eyes open hypnosis and um, how to get hypnosis like results without doing any what traditional trance work working with yeah. children working with people that are very resistant to change work when they come into therapy room so um yeah so those are the kind of people that i've been influenced by recently and so throughout these years then um um, throughout this last decade we've been working in this field tell me what's what's been one of the most impressive applications of hypnosis that you've you've directly witnessed Hmm. so this is a really interesting question um i I would have to say, well, there's probably there's probably two. One is my own, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, so one is my own experience because I guess it, you know, it happened to me. I was I, I was feeling it, so it was very very yeah. powerful for me. When I was when I was training and you know, things were kind of falling apart for me at, at home with my personal life, I also had a really difficult situation in my in my corporate job, which was great because it pushed me out into the hypnosis world and self employment yeah world Um, and I took my company to court for sexual discrimination because of the way they treated me when I was pregnant now up until this point although I'd worked in sales and marketing I'd always struggled with public speaking and I had quite a few experiences where I literally my my knees would knock Adam you know like wasn't just feeling a bit nervous it was the full-on fight or flight body response, sweating, knees knocking, really, really unpleasant, really deeply unpleasant. Um, So when I came to have to go to court and I was representing myself in court and I was faced with the lawyer of this massive um, multinational company, um, I was working with a fellow student who was doing the diploma course with me and he stepped forward and said, I want to help you do this. Let's do some hypnotic work with you. So he was really into martial arts, which I don't really know much about. Okay, (laughs) he was really into martial arts. and He was all about using um, your opponent's energy for your own good. Like Mm. it's all energy. Right. So it's not negative or positive energy or them against you. It's just energy. So he had me do some amazing work before I went into the courtroom that just completely shifted completely shifted my feelings um completely shifted my nerves it really taught me a new way of understanding um energy and my mindset and myself and it was so empowering and um you know like a lot of hypnotic work that we do I like, didn't remember necessarily all the fine details of what we did but I know that what he did do and considering he was just a student was so powerful that right. when I was there that day in court you know, I went from being that knee shaking, public speaking, phobia person yeah. to just feeling really grounded and right. at ease 
And um, so I use that experience today. You know, that was 10 years ago. I still use that experience today if I need it when I need an anchor. So it was right. very powerful for me. Um, so that one, and a client one, I was thinking about, um, it's a quite a recent one, actually. Something that really stuck in my mind or someone that really affected me that yeah. I worked with um, not that long ago. It was a woman in her late 70s. So one of the things that impressed me, first of all, was that she had decided she'd made this decision to change this thing about her life, about herself, that had been bothering her for over 60 years. And wow. um, so I found that I found that very, um, you know, as I, I, I admired her. I mean, I admire all my clients, but I admired her massively just for you know, making a decision to come to see me. And when she came to see me, I found out, um, only found out afterwards, actually, after our first session, she'd been suicidal. Mm. a few months before coming to see me and had been thinking about how she was in like the latest stages of her life and um and she was really fed up of this particular anxiety problem that she had that manifested itself in a really specific way now another thing she didn't tell me I found out afterwards was that she herself was a hypnotherapist so the um berating that she'd had you know really beating herself up over the fact that she had let herself in her own words, you know, let herself have this problem for over six decades. It was, um, yeah, there was, there was a lot there, Adam. There's a lot of emotion there. So um, we worked together in our first session. I can genuinely say from one one hour or an hour and a half session, it completely changed. Um, it, it completely turned around. It was absolutely incredible. She, she had a, a massive shift, this anxiety that she'd had and the way it manifested completely disappeared. Um, she had booked in three sessions with me. So we used the other two sessions to do some really fun stuff <laughs> and extra stuff. Um, but just the change from going, you know, from going to be feeling suicidal and having had this issue for 60 years, she really believed, you know, at one point she'd really believed it was never, ever going to change despite being a hypnotherapist herself because it had mm. gone so long so um so that was really a really interesting experience for me adam because although i knew this it was a huge reminder of how much of the work that we do is outside of the session and that i think that she felt she said this afterwards when she left me a lovely testimonial she felt when she saw me or when she met me or when she read I think she read about something about me in the Daily Mail that she just knew that I could help her right it was mm. it was that belief that expectation even before we did anything together in the session yeah yeah, yeah you know I, I think that highlights a couple of really important uh, you know mechanisms with regards to what we do you know I, I think and one of the things that I speak about a great deal is um, that at the heart of a good quality hypnotherapy business or at the heart of a good quality personal development business comes um, um, you know, reputation and the way in which your client perceives you as being credible which of course is all going to be on the back end of expectations created by previous results and the reputation that you have and so on so it's really lovely to hear that happening in very real life terms there um mm. from you um, um sarah if if you could go back to when you started out you know when you started out in this field you know you started you you, you were thinking about taking this pathway um knowing all the stuff that you that you know now and having been through everything that you've that you've been through is there anything that you would do differently 
And if so, if so, what? And, and what, what advice would that person that, that you are today give that younger version of you? And it, is that something that you would extend to hypnotherapists that tune into the show? I love this question, Adam. <laughs> I love this question. So, um, yeah, what advice would I give my, my younger self? To sum it up, I would just say embrace the woo-woo, okay? <laughs> Follow your intuition. Don't try to explain everything. Don't try to, you know, don't try and have to back, back it all up. And this is, I think this is actually quite funny saying this to you, Adam, because <laughs> I'm you're a great lover of science and yep. explaining things. Lots of, our, lots of our listeners will be appreciating this as well. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, I very much come from that background. I very, much, I love science, and I, and I still do. Right? Don't get me wrong. I still do. It's just that I, I think I spent too long worrying about that, or too long focused on that, that I missed out on loads of extra juiciness of really just allowing things to happen and not having to know why. Of course, we want to know why so that we can get more results like that. But sometimes you just have to trust right and that yeah. trust again that trust and belief that it will work out and that you do you know that you know how to do this um and, and that you don't necessarily you can't necessarily explain it so that would be my advice to a younger self um embrace you know embrace the woo with your intuition things that you can't explain and i also would tell her um to really focus on doing the work that brings her most joy to work yeah clients that you most love helping um to develop that niche to to work out you know what as a therapist what brings me joy because i think it's easy what happened to me for a number of years was getting into a kind of trap of just trying to help everyone because i knew i could mm. and and i'm really you know, by, by kind of, by trying to sort of talk to everyone or help everyone, you're really sort of not helping anyone in a way <laughs> if you, if you're trying to do everything. So, um, so I think really niching down has been a fantastic and absolutely fantastic tool for my business, but not just in terms of, you know, business and making money, but to just what makes me, um, what makes me happy as I'm, you know, yeah. and what, what brings me the most joy in my work so it took me quite a long time to work that out because i just loved helping people and i'd love getting the results you know seeing them get results mm -hmm. um but now that i have niched now that i am more specialized in what i do it, it it's so so much more enjoyable yeah 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 um um i loved hearing you say that and and and, and really enjoyed hearing you describe that it's something um, that I speak about often myself. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, now, in, in, funnily enough, in a short while, you and I are going to be, uh, be really rolling our sleeves up and having a discussion more about that niche that you've that you've really, um, um, you know, found yourself um, um, wonderfully, wonderfully enjoying and, and, and doing some amazing work. And we're going to talk about your FitMind um, programs in a short while. And for now... And where can people go to learn more about you, your work, your approach, and so on? Okay, so um, my website is thefitmindtrainer.com. So there's um, details on there, some contact details. You can find me on Facebook. 
Sarah Wall, the FitMind trainer. I'm really happy to connect with people on Facebook and social media. I also enjoy running an Instagram account for those who like a bit of visual stuff. So on Instagram, I am at fitmindtrainer. So come and join me on Instagram. And um, yeah, I always, I love to connect with other people, Adam, and especially people who have similar ideas or different ideas and work in the same industry. I think it's really helpful yeah. um, to connect. So yeah, if anyone wants to connect, we're really open to doing that. Brilliant. There will be links to all of those pages uh, that Sarah just mentioned um, over at this episode's page uh, on the Hypnosis Weekly website, um, um, in case you didn't catch them. Um, um, we will be back with Sarah Wall in just a couple of minutes time. I really enjoyed that. Uh, more from Sarah in a short while. On to this week's hypnosis in the news section then. And this week, I'm not going to give much critique. I'm not going to complain about the media portrayals of hypnosis. I'm just going to highlight a couple of stories that fit in with the New Year Get Fit theme. I mean, it's the New Year after all. And our first story, featured in The Sun, uh, is entitled Irish Bus Driver. Uh, <laughs> what did I just say? Irish bus driver loses four stone in 12 weeks thanks to using smaller blue plate for meals. And this is a story that a Mr. Pat O'Neill credits changing his serving dish with reducing his appetite and helping him to stop overeating. Uh, Pat O'Neill was a bus driver and uh, he lost an astonishing four stone in just 12 weeks after cutting portion sizes. Um, I hasten to add, and the reason that uh, I'm speaking uh, about this particular story is that he's also used hypnosis within the clinic uh, where, that equipped him with his, uh, with his dinner plate. Um, and that's further helped Pat's portion control. And he's quoted as saying, after hypnosis, I walk daily as inside my head are the words, every step is a calorie. I keep repeating it and was hypnotized to think my stomach has been reduced down to the size of my fist so my portions have gone right down. And he added uh, that because his job has him sitting for hours every day driving the bus, um, it was pretty easy to put, uh, uh, to put weight on. Um, and he's, so he's, he's been out walking and having healthier meals and, and, uh, uh, and portion control and a whole bunch. So this is a lovely story and uh, well done, Pat. And what a great start to the new year that is for you. Um, now, our second story is entitled A Stockport Mum Who Was Terrified of Turkey has been cured by hypnosis just in time for Christmas. What a lovely topical story, I thought. Um, yes, and this is um, a story about a lady called Amy who had um, um, little hope of a, a solution because for years she's found only a limited number of foods tolerable and she spent 20 years being terrified of turkey that she hid while her family ate their Christmas dinner in the past. Um, but now, thanks to hypnosis, all of that has overcome. Um, I'm, I'm, she used to just eat Weetabix, crisps, garlic bread, plain pasta, plain noodles, rice, chocolate, and plain McDonald's cheeseburgers. Um, so like a very yellow and brown diet. And she says, every Christmas I'd go and sit in my room as I couldn't stand to watch everyone enjoying a big old lunch while I was munching on the chocolate I'd got in my start stocking. It was really miserable, Amy said. Um, so she, um, 
Uh, she she underwent uh, uh, hypnotherapy with former guest of the show, a friend of mine, Felix Economakis, um, um, who, uh, who Sarah mentioned earlier on in today's show. And uh, he helped her. And um, um, she said, I was getting really upset about what I couldn't eat. I wouldn't want to go out socially because I didn't want everyone to know about it. And uh, it was a pretty miserable time for her. And she says that she was sceptical about hypnotherapy, but uh, realised she had nothing to lose. She drove to London, had um, um, a single hour-long hypnotherapy session, and um, um, she, she stated, Then he started to bring food into the room, beginning with a banana, something I'd never even imagined eating before. But I ate it all and actually really enjoyed it. After the session, Amy even tucked into a spicy chicken wrap for the first time in her life, and she enjoys a varied diet. So um, um, this Christmas was, you know, she had planned to have their first family dinner, and um, she was going to have turkey and all the trimmings. So good on you, Amy. I hope you had a happy Christmas. Um, So a couple of nice, light, uplifting stories in this particular section for a change. I'll be back and true to my usual form in coming weeks. You can be sure of that. Um, Next up, then, we have this week's professional discussion. Um, Oh, and by the way, links to both of those stories given over at this episode's page of the Hypnosis Weekly website. I'm a bit disorganised today. It seems that I am. Um, um, But I think it's just that... uh, um, I'm sort of getting back into the routine of everything. Um, so we have our professional discussion up next, and I welcome back Sarah Wall. Um, Sarah and I had a couple of mishaps with regards to getting the recording done, and, um, and we ended up recording this between Christmas and New Year um, this year, which I was really appreciative about. Um, I've already mentioned what a shining example I think Sarah is for the niche that she works in, using hypnosis and a range of other applications. Um, so I'm not going to kind of repeat that. Um, but she gives a lot of really useful information here. And, um, and what better subject to kick the new year off on? Um, so here is this week's professional discussion with Sarah Wall, talking all things fit mind. Enjoy. <music> So I'm back now and uh, rejoined by this week's guest, Sarah Wall. And um, towards the end of this week's interview, um, you would have heard Sarah talking about um, the fact that she, she niched and does very well as a result of that and enjoys her work a great deal more as a result of that. And this week, we're going to focus upon that, especially with this being our New Year edition. It makes sense to talk about all things fitness and mind related. Um, Sarah, welcome back. Just tell us a little bit, first of all, how did FitMind come to be? Well, so FitMind, um, first of all, FitMind is essentially a weight loss program with hypnosis, okay? And um, FitMind came to be because as a a therapist working one-to-one, I had, you know, most people that came to see me had some kind of anxiety, right? So I would notice the way that this anxiety manifested itself with my clients often in in different ways. But there was underlying patterns, especially with women in either, and this was the question that I had in my mind, whether it was causing the anxiety or the anxiety was causing this, right, the physical symptoms. So I got really interested in... um, in what was happening with the what was happening with anxiety in their minds and what was happening physically in their bodies right and mm-hmm. i'll explain a little bit more what i mean and part of my initial training that i'd been really interested in was nutrition 
Yeah, and the effect of food on our mood and our behavior. So I started getting, you know, more and more interested in this, reading lots of books, um, looking at the way that my clients behaved, and they'd come to me and they'd say things like, I want to lose weight, um, I want to give up sugar, um, you know, I'm craving chocolate all the time can you stop eating chocolate like all the kind of traditional hypnosis weight loss things that you might think of Mm. and I never really felt quite okay doing that stuff it always felt like it was kind of missing something for me so when I kind of what I found to be this kind of missing link with most of the, the weight loss clients was a relationship between the food that they're eating and how it was affecting their mood. And it had this kind of knock on cycle. So what I decided was, which is the same as any other way I would work with my clients, is that it didn't really matter what was causing it. It was just a case of breaking the cycle at some point. Yeah. Breaking the pattern. So. Some of my clients would, you know, with mindset work, it would be enough for them. With other clients, they'd need real support on changing their nutrition. So by changing their nutrition, they actually found that their anxiety went away. So I was really fascinated about this. And I started looking into, in much more detail, gut-brain biology, right? So what's happening in the gut? Now, um, I knew as well over the course of my career that hypnosis had become more and more acceptable, particularly in the, you know, in the NHS system in the UK, that there were, um, it was recommended as a treatment for IBS, for example, and that there were some gastrointestinal doctors and surgeons that were training in hypnosis. So this really fascinated me and I started getting a bit more, getting a bit more in depth in this. So, so the second brain, yeah, the second brain, as yeah. they call it, which is our yeah. gut, yeah. the neurons in our gut. Um, I think most people, just to explain to people, most people kind of picture our nervous system. And as, and as therapists, you know, we learn about the kind of the central nervous system. We learn about fight or flight and those kind of things. But what we don't, I mean, I don't know but actually about your training, <laughs> what we don't tend to get so involved in, or perhaps it's a newer thing, is the intestinal or the enteric nervous, in, the enteric nervous system that's really intrinsic to our gastrointestinal tract, yeah. okay? Now, I, I might be sounding I'm getting a bit technical here, but the reason why this is so important and how this became the way that I developed my Fit Mind program is because the link between our gut and our neurology, the link between our stomachs, our tummies, our intestines and our brains and our thinking, our behavior is huge. Yeah. And this second brain, you know, our gut system regulates our muscles, our immune cells, our hormones, plus is the the major place of manufacture of serotonin yeah so Mm. it's about 80 to 90 percent i think it is of serotonin in your body is manufactured by nerve cells in your gut so far more than the brain in your head and also your gut is responsible for regulating your insulin so what really what started to begin to happen when i was working with people whether they wanted to lose weight or whether they just had anxiety or it was a combination of both was this whole connection between food and our mood and our gut health so that became a real central concept of my fit mind program um so really when we start looking at what underpins the program and the reason why it's so unique and what's different to other you know weight loss programs and hypnosis Mm. loss programs is that i do very much and you know not necessarily again explaining the how to my clients but 
what very much underpins the program is changing their gut health, which includes what they eat, their stress management, and allowing the body to produce more serotonin, to have better hormonal control, allow better nutrient absorption, and by default, allowing the body to burn excess fat cells, right? Because fat burning gets halted by excess cortisol and unbalanced gut bacteria. So really the key you know, the key for, for people to understand why, you know, why they're finding it so hard, why they're struggling to lose weight, isn't always directly related to their mindset and their behaviors around food, which is the traditional route that most people are taking now, right? Yeah. Does that make sense, Adam? Yeah, yeah, it does. So there's, um, 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 you know, you, you sort of um, um, started answering lots of, lots of questions that I really wanted to ask already there, which was, which was <laughs> lovely. Um, um, so, is there is there a sort of philosophy that underpins FitMind um, um, as far as as far as the the approach is concerned? So, um, um, you know, I'm getting a sense that that you're looking um, 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 at things in in a slightly different physiological way. You know, by looking at changing the gut health, is there is there then a, a kind of phil philosophy that people need to adhere to or that the program itself adheres to that is central that, that gives us a flavor as to what what it's about and, and how we yeah. can ex what we can expect to achieve sure so the yeah so the the main the main philosophy that underpins the program is about going from knowing to doing so mm. what by that is that people know what they should be doing and um, they know what they should be eating they know that they should be moving their bodies more but they're not actually doing it so the philosophy behind the program is that you know it's all about creating an empowering state of mind mm. and taking this knowing this information and creating more of a transformative learning experience so that's you know and, and hypnosis is a fantastic tool for doing this so yeah. Hypnosis underpins it all. Hypnosis is kind of like, you know, the wheels of the program that really make it work. And it's what my clients really rave about afterwards as well, because when you're looking at doing things like um, managing your stress better, um, changing the kind of foods that you're, you're driven, you know, you're, you're attracted to or you're, you're craving, using hypnosis as a tool to achieve these things makes everything so much easier and faster. So really going from knowing to doing is the result of the program. Yeah, 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 I love that. Um, you, you, you've spoken um, um, about this this quite striking feature about discussing, um, educating the, the, the people that you're working with about your approach and that there's a central component in there with, with regards to the, the second brain. So um, um, what are some of the key features of the of the program? What are some of the key features of the the, the way in which perhaps hypnosis is used within the program? Okay, so we still do cover what I would consider the more traditional elements to a weight loss program and things like goal setting, looking yeah. up limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, one of the major um, stumbling blocks for the majority of my clients is their belief around what's possible for them. So, you know, not believing that they can't lose weight anymore. And so we really do look at exploring our limiting beliefs and that can be really powerful. And in fact, I, I usually run a, um, a limiting belief program free of charge of a kind of mindset challenge that really right. helps they have amazing results yeah I just ran one um back in November and one of the ladies that did that program lost five pounds in the first 10 days of having done the mindset challenge and she lost eight pounds within three weeks mm. without changing anything 
This is just by shifting her mindset and her ideas and beliefs. So the program includes, you know, looking at your goals, your beliefs. Obviously, we, we do future pacing, Adam. You know, we look mm-hmm. at where, where we want to get to. Um, so human needs, you know, I mentioned in the, in the previous part about the human givens. I also yeah. explain that to my clients because it's amazing how, you know, how sometimes a, you can have a light bulb moment by just realizing for some women, for example, they might have a light bulb moment, which is I am using dieting as a way of challenging myself. And that's why I want, you know, I keep challenging myself and then I kind of, I lose the weight and then I put on the weight again and then I do it again, you know, cause they're kind of, they've got this human need, this basic need yeah. to be challenging and growing and changing. So, you know, kind of understanding for some people that may be a key point. So understanding yourself and your mind better is, is absolute key as well as lots of information, um, and, and I think unconventional information about food, yeah. right? about how food does affect, you know, your emotions and your mood, as I mentioned. And, um, and then we take them through a really key part of the program is a, um, a reboot week. So reboot week is a physical diet where I will tell them exactly what to eat. Now, this is, this is like a fantastic part of the program, Adam, because mm-hmm. All the emotions that come up when someone tells you what you can eat and can't eat is is um, is incredible, and so. But having someone, you know, i.e., me and my team, I have a nutritionist and personal trainers that come in as well and support us in the program. And yeah. um, having someone help you through the emotion of feeling really upset or annoyed or frustrated is a really really key part of the program. So we do this restrictive week. Um, which is a reboot, it's a reset, and people absolutely love it. It boosts their confidence. So we run this at the beginning of the program in week two out of six weeks. It boosts their confidence because they lose about five to eight pounds in that week alone. Mm. They believe that they can do it because, you know, we've proven that they can do it. And it really sets the scene for the rest of um, the rest of the program. And really, again, you know, when I talked about anchors as well, and like me having an anchor with my public speaking and the reboot week within the program provides an anchor for them, um, not just for when they're with me, but once, you know, they leave my program, my goal for them is them to continue to get results on their own with the skills that they have. So having that anchor as that kind of intensive week that we put them through is, um, is a great, is a great part of it as well. And, um, and I also teach them lots of little things that they can do themselves. I say little things, you know, little <laughs> neuroplasticity, um, self-directed techniques to help yeah. quickly change how they're feeling, change their mood, deal with cravings. Um, they absolutely love that. They find that really empowering. Mm. Um, I like a lot of Melissa Tears stuff for that, you know, kind of passing the ball across the middle of your body, you know, stuff that people can do anywhere very easily and quickly, very teachable things. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we, it's, I mean, we, incorporate, we incorporate quite a lot into the program. Yeah. It flows really nicely. We get a sense of community. I think when you're looking at weight loss, um, obviously, as other major companies that try and take people through weight loss journeys have discovered, people love community. They love to be in it with other people. Um, yeah. So community is a big part of the program as well. I do take people through one-to-one coaching experiences with me that are three months for people that have got large amounts of weight to lose um, or 
conversely, have a small amount of weight to lose and are finding it really difficult. So, um, but the, the the community that you get and the unity of being part of that that wider group of people is really really motivational as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing there's a there's certain amount of accountability as well. that yes. that, that comes with that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I just put on a a post today actually about um, it's, it's hard to acknowledge where we are when we begin, uh, you know, to change our bodies. That's yeah. one of the hardest parts, I think, is for people to actually acknowledge. Look where I am. I'm not happy. I've got no energy. Um, I'm tired all the time. Um, I'm craving all these rubbishy foods, and I just can't stop myself doing it. And I don't like how I look in pictures. My clothes are too tight, and I just feel rubbish. Mm. And that moment of you know acknowledging that on a deeper level and saying <laughs> this is not acceptable. This is not what I want for my life. You know, I am meant for more than this. Um, is really really key. And I. And I struggled with that, Adam. I struggled with selling a weight loss program over the last year or so since I niched into this. I really struggled emotionally in the beginning with, you know, this doesn't sound very deep, helping people lose weight. You know, that doesn't sound like a really kind of world changing thing. But actually, when you look at it, when you get down into the fundamentals of having a healthy mind and a healthy body, and how it allows you to really you know, live life to the full and experience the most joy and happiness from life. It yeah. really is a very, very fundamental part of, you know, of being human yeah. and having, um, you know, having a joyful experience. Yeah, 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 that was lovely to hear. Um, 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 absolutely. So, so what's the, what, is there a future direction, um, Sarah? I, 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 do you just intend to, to, to continue um, um, with the with with the way in which you are doing things, or do you have do you have plans to, to for, for things to be different in any other way? I mean, I mean, it sounds incredibly stimulating anyway. You know that the program itself and and your approach to it. Um, um, what's the what's the future for it? Oh, that is a really interesting question because um, you know right now I guess I I don't know <laughs> what what the future <laughs> sure. is, but things that interest me. Um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm really happy to keep evolving and adapting. So there's nothing set in stone. There's nothing to say that if I run this program like this from January the 8th for six weeks, that the next time I run it has to be the same. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to keep evolving. Areas that, um, areas that are really interesting me at the moment. So um, I mentioned high cortisol levels block fat burning. So I work with my clients to reduce the, the levels of cortisol, um, which you know, we, we don't measure it with saliva tests and things, but we, we see the evidence of it. So yeah. we love cortisol levels because we know that then that will allow faster fat burning. But I'm really interested in using hypnosis directly to stimulate fat cells being destroyed. So mm. I remember when I attended one of your talks, Adam, and you talked about you know white blood cells and other things that had been measured through the use of hypnosis. I'm really interested in the idea of um, of asking the body to you know to destroy the cells that just doesn't need anymore and yeah. to make use of those yeah. so that's an area that i'm that i'm interested in that i'm intrigued in another um another area that i think is a potential slightly um different area i may go into at some point in the future is less on the weight loss side and more at developing lean muscle so more on the athletic side mm. 
And um, this is really interesting for and really important for women, especially who, you know, who struggle more. You know, it's harder for women to build um, more lean muscle mass. And it's much more important for us as we get older hormonally as well and for our bones to have a decent amount of muscle mass. Mm. So looking at hypnosis specifically to grow lean muscle mass really interests me. In fact, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of it, Adam. There was a 2007 study into um, using hypnosis and visualization to grow your muscles. And they compared two groups. In one group, they had people that trained three times a week, a particular muscle, Mm -hmm. and they saw a 28% gain in strength. And then in the other group, they didn't do any exercise and they just used repeated visualization of exercising a certain muscle. And they saw an increase of 24% in their muscle strength just by visualizing it. It's right? a crazy world. It's a crazy world we live in, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you know, we talk about you know where woo woo meets science. You say these things to people. You know, you talk about this is research based. This is evidence. And um, but you know, if you talk to people about using hypnosis to build more lean muscle or to burn your fat cells faster, it sounds like a very. Um, it just sounds like a concept, doesn't it? It just sounds mm. like an idea. So. These kind of tangible results um, very much interest me. I I enjoy working with athletes. Um, I enjoy working with you know sports performance and and golfers and bodybuilders. So if there were to be a sort of tangent to go off at in the future, perhaps that would be um, something that I can imagine myself doing. So you know the weight loss stuff. I think it's it's so needed. It's a it's a massive yeah. issue. Um, so I think that would you know that would stay and that program the great thing about that program it can run live or it can also run evergreen you know because so, it's a da- it can be a downloadable program it can be a yeah. package that people buy and they use it whenever they want yeah. um, and then I may go off and do something more into the sort of sports sports side yeah 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 really exciting really exciting I, I I hope you'll keep me posted if you do go and get into those areas because these are these are things that I find fascinating as well um, um so c- could you just remind us where people can go to learn more about this stuff yep so on my website which is thefitmindtrainer.com yep and um, you know, connecting with me on Facebook as well, either my personal Facebook, Sarah Wall, or Sarah Wall, the Fit Mind Trainer. There's, um, I'm always posting. It's such a passion of mine, Adam. You might have noticed. I'm really passionate about this stuff. Um, regularly posting about all of the things that I've mentioned. Mm. And um, yeah, say so if anyone wants to connect or they do something similar or they're interested in learning more, you know, I'm so happy to to talk about this. It's, it's I love it. I live and Great. breathe. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it definitely comes across, you know, I'm, I'm, I love hearing about that. And um, I'm, I'm for anybody um, I'm tuning in today to this particular episode, um, go check out the websites. Um, the, uh, there will be links to each of those websites that uh, Sarah mentioned um, over at this particular episode's page of the Hypnosis Weekly website. Um, Sarah, all that remains for me to say is thank you. Thank you for joining me. This is our, our first edition of 2018 and what a beauty it is. Um, oh, um, Sarah Wall, thank you. Thank you, Adam. It's my absolute pleasure. And I, you know, I've got so much respect and admiration for you. I have your book, literally sitting, your self-hypnosis book sitting here next to me, um, which I've been devouring, <laughs> looking at Good, you know, things that I can incorporate for my <laughs> clients as well. So, um, yes, a lot of respect for, for you, Adam, and what you do. So it's, it's fantastic to, 
to be here. Thank you for inviting me to do this today. I'm really honoured. Thank you, Sarah Wall. I really enjoyed that. It was lovely speaking to Sarah. I really enjoyed her mentioning the notion of moving from knowing to doing. And who'd have thought we'd be discussing having a second brain on this podcast, eh? Um, The actor Steve Martin would be proud. I'm hoping that you film buffs will get that reference. Anyway, there are links to Sarah's website over at this episode's page of the Hypnosis Weekly website. Um, and if you are a woman looking to get in shape, then do go get in shape, uh, get in shape with Sarah, get in contact with her and get yourself on one of her programs. Um, next up, then, we have our evidence based hypnosis factoid of the week. And the fact of the week is this. It is that hypnosis plus covert modeling aids weight loss. Yes. And so this is a study uh, that featured in the journal Psychotherapy Theory, Research and Practice uh, entitled Covert Modeling Hypnosis in the Treatment of Obesity by Bornstein and Devine back in 1980. Um, and, and, and showed and demonstrated that when hypnosis was combined with covert modelling, and that is sort of therapist-led imagination of, of real-life scenarios, um, um, and it's been studied for advancing weight loss. And within this study, the average weight loss for the group having hypnosis and covert modelling was significantly greater than the control groups and hypnosis with suggestion alone and maintained the the, the weight loss for at least three months post-treatment. Yes, so that's it. That's this week's uh, factoid snippet. Um, a link to the research paper is included on this episode's page of the Hypnosis Weekly website. Hypnosis plus covert modelling aids weight loss. Cool. So that's it for this week's 89th edition. I do have many more exciting guests that are welcome to Hypnosis Weekly in coming editions. We'll be discussing, debating, celebrating and above all, remaining friends. Next time out, I welcome Karen Puttick and we're going to be talking all things Imaginarium. Um, I mean, you're going to love this stuff, I'm telling you now. Uh, but that's it uh, for this week's uh, podcast. Um, um, all the references made in the discussions, along with related links, are posted at each episode on the Hypnosis Weekly website, www.hypnosis-weekly.com. I welcome your thoughts, as always, comments, suggestions and questions. Do please message me or add them on the Hypnosis Weekly website, and I'll make sure they are addressed, answered and explored accordingly. Please do share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter and anywhere else really help us reach the hypnosis field. My thanks again goes to Sarah Wall and my thanks to you all for tuning in. Happy New Year once again. My name is Adam Eason. This has been Hypnosis Weekly. Until next time, goodbye for now. Mm